but I think it's bigger than that. I mean, I, I think there is a spirit of division that is trying to attack our nation, and it has to do with whether we're going to be in unity as Christians. You know, understanding that Jesus wasn't just praying for Eastside Church and it in its you know little corporate setting, he was playing, praying for the church that we would be in unity, and as we're in unity that it would defeat division or divisiveness, whether you agree or not with the other side. And I think there's a lot of us that are, that are getting that. You, know, you can be in disagreement, but you can still be unified around the fact that Jesus is our hope. He's our answer. And no matter what, no matter what, his will's going to be done. It's gonna, it's gonna make it. It's not gonna be defeated. Yeah. So our goal is to unify where we can unify and pray where we can pray. And so don't let your complaining outbid your praying. Let me say that one more time. Don't let your complaining outbid your praying. And everybody said Amen. 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 Cool. Well, this morning, I'm going to hand the mic over to Jeff Collins. Jeff Collins is one of our missionaries he, he, that we support and, and just love. He's family. He really is family. He's family to the islands over here. But uh, he is a missionary to uh, the Middle East. He started churches all over the place. He does conferences all over the United States and other places. I can't wait to hear what the Lord says through Jeff Collins. Let's give him a rousing applause as he Thank comes you. to the chair. Thank you, Pastor Alex. Praise the Lord. Well, um, yeah, we just want to thank you guys for going with us to the nations. We see amazing things. This past few months, we've been in nine different nations, and uh, we're seeing, like, God really change atmospheres, change nations as, like in France, for instance, it was like a demonic sci-fi uh, movie that would happen most every place we would go when we first started going, I guess 15 years plus ago, sweetheart. And now, in every place that we go, there's amazing worship, there's the presence of God, there's people being saved. There's a new generation that are owning up and taking their place. And we believe that Western Europe it shall be saved, that Europe shall be saved. Thank you, Father. And um, I'm just going to take a little liberty here. Uh, Christine, could you come back to the, the piano? There's just a, some words that came on me earlier, and I, 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 I do it better with a little music behind, and uh, first is uh, for uh, Pastor, whatever Brother John finished with was amazing, and um, I just had this word this morning as I was praying into what Abba wanted for this service, and And uh, Alex, you and Liz came on my heart. And this is a scripture that I heard first. It's in Isaiah 50, 
over you that morning by morning you awaken me and give me the tongue of the learned that I might speak a word to him that's weary, who's weary a word in due season. And I just knew that there's been an assignment of weariness against you and that God wants to break that by reason of the anointing, by reason of the anointing. And, and God wants to release just, he wants to release times of refreshing to you and your family, deep refreshing of body, soul, and spirit. And, um, you know, sometimes when you charge the hill, you wonder why no one, you thought you were going to charge the hill and people were going to follow you there. And then all of a sudden you, you realize, where did everybody go? And sometimes you end up in a firefight. And uh, you just need, you need some help. And, and so, Lord, we just thank you right now over Alex and Liz. We just thank you just for surrounding them. We thank you, Father, just for garrisoning them right now. Thank you for your angels that have been given charge concerning them and their family. Thank you that there's no weapon that has formed against them that shall prosper. And that every tongue that has risen against them, you shall bring it down, Lord. And we proclaim blessing, Father. We proclaim favor over them. We thank you, God. We thank you that you gave them as gifts. And we receive the fullness of the gift. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. John, if you, you were... Leading this morning in worship, I, I heard, I heard the scripture about that. You, uh, it's where the morning, it's where the evening fades, where the morning dawns, something like that. It's where the songs are born. The songs are born, and I just see so many songs being birthed from you. I just see a, just a release of heaven, release of, of verses that will just flow, just sounds and songs. I see, you know, just like it said that, that they're in Song of Solomon, something about thousands of songs, something, it just, un, I just see a, a fullness and a release of so many songs. So Father, we thank you right now. We thank you from the house of Eastside. Lord, that there will be songs birthed. I'm thinking about a church we were in where literally hundreds of songs were birthed from that place in a short period of time. And they were birthed out of prayer. They were birthed out of places of not like I'm going to sit down and write a song. It was just something that erupted deep inside the soul and spirit. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. No man can come to me except the Father draw him and I see the Lord, I see the Lord drawing people to, to east side. And there are going to be nations represented in east side. You're going to continue to break down cultural barriers here in this area. And God is going to flood the nations. He's going to bring the nations to you. I, I see right now in the spirit, I see dial up. And I hear... I hear dial-up prayer here. Hallelujah. I see an intensification of corporate prayer. 
Beloved, this is what made the early church so great. Appreciate your affirmation of that right now. This is what made the early church so great, is that they were in one place. They were in one accord. They were together. They were joined. We have to get this peace here in the West. We're being passed up by nations that have just had the gospel just for a short period of time. I think 70 some odd years with Korea. But now, in any given moment, there are millions of voices that are being raised in Korea. I'm telling you, with President Trump and, and our, our best ambassadors, they are no match for the prayers of the saints of South Korea. Anything, any strong man over North Korea, the prayers of the saints are the most powerful weapon on this earth. And you see, beloved, how everything wants to rob us from prayer. Anybody want to say, God, would you expand my prayer life? Would you open me up again? Would you come, Holy Spirit? Would you come with the spirit of grace? With the spirit of supplication? Would you pray through me? Spirit of the living God, would you ignite prayer inside of me? Thank you, Father. I heard this phrase. It's an interesting phrase. I call it the intoxication of destiny. And there's something that happens when your destiny begins to come together in alignment with what God's foreknew and predestined you for before the foundation of the earth. And when all of a sudden you get close, closer to that place. There's such a pleasure of the Father when we walk in His place, in His will. We come under the open heaven. We come under this thing I call the intoxication of destiny when we realize that we're in a place, in a moment that we were born for. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. And we just lift our hands to the Father right now. We just say, Lord, here we are this morning. Here we are as your people. We are hungry. We are thirsty for righteousness. We are hungry and thirsty for your moving in our lives fresh. We ask you even right now that you would, that you would forward us, fast forward us into more of what your purpose and calling and election. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father, for unashamed lovers of you. Unashamed followers of you. Thank you for even right now removing the shame of the gospel from off of all of us, God. Until, Lord, there's such a compelling love, such a burning desire to release your kingdom here on this earth. We give you praise. We give you glory. I want to tell a story right now. This last weekend, I was in Muskogee, Oklahoma. 
Remember that Merle Haggard song about Muskogee, Oklahoma? Well, we were in Muskogee, Oklahoma, had a wonderful time there. Thank you, Christine. And um, anyway, so when it was all said and done, I had driven up the Indian Turnpike up through Oklahoma from where we call home Palestine, Texas. But on the way back, I went down towards Ardmore and Denison. I was going to see my dad, who's in a care home up in the north of Dallas. And I decided that I would take a little detour at Lake Texoma. It's where this story comes from. It was uh, 15 years ago, sweetheart. More? No. No, God. I'm so glad she does the math. It was 23 years ago. 23 years ago. I'm not getting older. (laughs) It's just I I colored my beard white. (laughs) 23 years ago, we were a homeless family. We would live wherever God would give us revival. And we had an entire series of crazy stuff that happened to us. And if I told you all the details, we'd be here a long time. It would just be story time, all right? But let's try to keep it simple, all right? We had a 1984 Allegro Bay motorhome. That was a bad idea. It broke down all the time. The heater didn't work. The, the things would break. The toilet. The, it was just insane. All right? And so this was our motorhome that was the money pit, you know? Whatever monies we would receive, most of them got devoured by the motorhome. And then we had had a series of my, my wife had broke her leg skiing. The motor home was broken. We had no home. So we go to this cabin that had been in my family for a generation. And it was built by a man named Scoby. But we renamed him Scabby because it looked like he got went to the lumber yard and bought the, the all the bad lumber and cheap materials. And so it was kind of like a little cabin of horrors. You know, there was no like wall that was plumb and the floor kind of had a wave to it. And then it had the cast off furniture of the family. So you had these clash of cultures, snot green with burnt orange with Antique with chrome and glass and red chairs. It was just crazy. And so everything I had was breaking. My wife was broke. (laughs) My wallet was broke. And then the toilet broke. And I had, you know, to fix a toilet, you have to literally go before the white throne, the great white throne and it's smelly and I'm getting this stuff up and I pull the toilet up and I carry it out with the filth on my arms and set it down next to the broken motorhome and I am going to quit the ministry. I felt like the guy on Fiddler on the Roof. Lord, 
Would it disrupt some vast eternal plan if I were a wealthy man? So, I'm just going to quit the ministry. I've had it. And I, I was right in this moment of this line. I said, Lord, I didn't call me. You called me. But I'm going to go get a good job where I can take care of my wife and family. And right before I say these two words, I quit. My name is Schmidt and I quit. <laughs> before I can say out loud, I quit, my oldest daughter, whose name is Faith. So the voice of Faith comes. And she says, Daddy, there's a pool out front. And I look up, and the Corps of Engineers owns roughly about 30 yards or so, just depends, all the way around the lake for flood control. And it's not fenced, and, and it's forbidden. You can't have livestock out there. And in all those years growing up as a boy, never saw anything, horse, cow, certainly dogs and cats, but never a bull. And I look up, there's this 2,000-pound-plus red scimitar bull running down the shore of Lake Texoma in late April. Well, I'll say it like this. I pastored cowboys in Mason, Texas, and we would work the cattle with them two or three times a week. Well, we have the law, and I'm sure you have it here. It's most every place in the world. It's called the law of the pasture. If you see your neighbor's animal out, it's your responsibility to get it back in or notify the owner. And that law kicks in, and I start chasing this bull yeah you know like wisdom is a gift I need some more of and so I'm chasing a probably 2,000 to 2,500 pound bull he's on the lower shore the lower bank it's late April there's not a boat or person in sight Oklahoma is across the water we're on the Texas side. It's a place called Preston Peninsula. And I chased this bull from the upper bank. He's on the lower bank. And all of a sudden, he realizes that a presence is behind him. And so he turns around. And the way I like to tell the story is, he had fire in his eyes. <laughs> and then I get this wonderful revelation. It's not my job. <laughs> so I let this bull run on, and to this day, I do not know what happened to the bull. My two oldest daughters, Faith and Joy, had come behind, and they were on the lower bank where the bull had just been. I step off the upper bank, and it's a wonderful Polaroid moment. I've got my arms around my two daughters, and we take about five steps back from the direction they just came from. 
And when I look down, there is this butterball turkey that is just right there at the edge of the bank and water. You ought to see the way you look right now. <laughs> to what? <laughs> yes. There was a butterball turkey, that like a Thanksgiving turkey in April that was right there. And so I, I, I reach over and I pick it up and it's still frozen solid. <laughs> Alex, you might have to come and take this in a little bit. <laughs> and I raised up that frozen turkey to the Father of glory, and I do this Pentecostal breakdown dance. I start going, mama, 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 hey, yay, Jesus. Oh, whoa, whoa, God, well, thank you, God. And we start running back up to the cabin. We run past the broken toilet, past the broken motorhome, into the house of horrors, into the bedroom where my broken wife is. And I put that turkey right in her face and I said, Babe, look what God gave us today. <laughs> and then all four of the children, we start dancing around with that turkey in the bedroom. And in that moment, a curse that had been spoken over us. Uh, we had pitch, picked up a hitchhiker on the way back from Colorado. We went 200 miles out of our way for him. And we let him off. He wanted to take us further. We said, we can't. And we, when we let him off, he cursed us and broke the door on the motorhome. And in that moment... Now with the turkey, the curse was broken. And we got back into faith, and we haven't looked back since. So right now, Father, I just thank you just for unexpected provision, blessing, favor. Just uh, stretch your heart right now to believe that he's a good father. And he gives us what we need when we need it. Thank you for every curse being broken and favor upon your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, someone tell me how much time I have. Twelve minutes, oh my God. <laughs> That's wild. John 14. Remember, I got 20 minutes. Anybody give me 30? No. <laughs> John chapter 14. <laughs> All right, let's laugh a little bit here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, John chapter 14, I just want to again pray. Father, just thank you for this morning. Thank you for your people. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the release of the spirit of wisdom and revelation. In Jesus' name, amen.
It's Arab Pesach. It's the eve of the Passover. Jesus re realizes that he will not uh, just celebrate Passover this time. It will be really his last as the Son of Man celebrating Passover. He'll actually become the Paschal Lamb. He'll actually become that, that unblemished lamb, the last one ever sacrificed for the sins of all the world, for the sickness and disease and all the hate of this world. Jesus was readying himself to go there. And now he's speaking to his disciples. He's speaking the things that he had wanted to speak to them much sooner, but they were not able to receive it. But now in this moment, his passion, his love, his heart for his disciples, the one that he chose to follow him, is, it's coming out. And I want to pick up in verse 12. Most assuredly, I say to you that he believes in me the works that I do, he will do also. Greater works than these shall he do, because I go to my Father. And whatever, can someone say whatever? And whatever you ask in my name, I will do it. And my Father, that my Father may be glorified in the Son, if you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. First of all, I just want to, to challenge each of us to the greater works that God has for all of us. It is not about a select few that have some kind of special gift. It is accessible to every one of us. I'd like to say that again. It is accessible to every one of us. Greater works than Jesus did, he wants us to do. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. As we go out and go along, we see these crazy things. I could tell you a story like the, the bull and turkey story is probably still number one on the charts. But we see stuff again and again that just absolutely, how do you explain it except God? In Nîmes, France, we saw several people healed. There were people weeping. There were people laughing. There were people encountering Jesus. There was salvation. There was the last, last of the last meeting, I saw a, a girl cowered in the back, in the corner. I didn't realize her father was guarding her. I went to lay hands on her, and father was like, like, basically giving me a look like you're not supposed to do that. I didn't catch it till after I had my hand on her. But in a moment, something happened in the girl. I didn't know that she was autistic. I didn't know that she lived in a cloud of challenge. But something happened in her. And then all of a sudden, she rises up and starts doing beautiful ballet across the front. It was amazing. An old guy that had a broken wrist. And I said, what's that about? He said, I broke my hand arm wrestling. I said, into my heart, I thought, boy, that was stupid. 
And, and I said, you, what do you do in arm wrestling at your age? He said, no, it was when I was 19 in a bar. And it had been broke for decades. And all of a sudden, the, I prayed the first time, didn't, nothing happened. Prayed the second time. And all of a sudden, he starts moving. And, and he said, because he had metal screws and all kinds of metal in it, he said, I can't do this. And I don't feel the screws. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Greater works than these shall you do. How many want some greater works being released through your life? And so, ask. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Yes, ask for yourself. Yes, ask for your family. Yes, ask for your neighbors, for your loved ones. But keep asking for more. Ask him for nations. Ask him for revival in your city. Ask him. Ask him. You're not going to bankrupt heaven. Ask that you may receive that your joy might be made full. Look in the mirror and see how much joy you walk in. <laughs> I wish you could see some of your faces. <laughs> I need to go back to my simple three-point message. Ha, ha, ho, ho, he, he. There we go. There we go. Verse 15, and I will pray the Father. And he will give you another helper. The Greek word, parakletos. The one who is near. The one who walks close. Speaking about the Holy Ghost. Speaking about the Spirit of the living God. Some people, because of background, they're afraid. Afraid of Holy Spirit. If I, if I really let the Holy Spirit come to what I say, come, someone stole my Honda from my condo. Am I going to get weird? What's going to happen to me if I yield the Holy Spirit? Well, what happened with Mary when she yielded? She birthed the Son of God. And when we yield to the Holy Spirit, when we're, now the Lord is that Spirit, and when the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. When we yield to the Holy Spirit, we experience freedom. We experience joy. We can experience deep groaning as we identify with Father's heart for lost places, lost people, lost things. When we allow Holy Spirit full access, He convinces, He convicts, He reproves of sin, righteousness, and judgment. 
Holy Spirit, he yearns over us. He yearns with jealousy over our life. One of the names of God is jealous. And when we yield and allow Holy Spirit to come, things change inside of us. Values change inside of us. What we thought were so important, some of those things just start falling to the wayside as we begin to align with Father's heart and what the Spirit of God wants to do in and through our lives. Quickly. He says, I will not leave you as orphans. Verse 18, I will come to you. It is a problematic in the earth. The orphan spirit is more prevalent than ever before on this planet. We have agendas from hell that want to break down family structure. That want to break down the covenant that a man and wife come into to love and to cherish and to honor. And the safety of that love, children come. And so now you have billions, millions, billions, who knows, of people, male and female, that manifest and carry the orphan spirit. And in this moment, I just want to, Say, Father, would you release your love right now? Would you bathe us in your love and goodness? Would you begin to restore proper identity with you? Romans 8, the spirit of adoption works inside of us, whereby we cry, my dad. My daddy, Abba, Father. Verse 24. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him. And we will come, and we will make our home in him. We were born to be a dwelling place for God. We were born to be his habitation. He doesn't want to just visit us. He wants to indwell us. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Paul understood these things. He understood that it was not him that was working, but it was, it was God's grace that was working through him mightily. 
There were things that were happening, initiated in and through his life and ministry because he had found a place of surrender. That day on the road to Damascus became his reference point the rest of his life. He, he heard the voice. He saw the heavenly vision, and he was not disobedient to it. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, what, living inside of us, the kingdom of God is within us. That's what the scripture says. Kingdom of God has three elements to it. Righteousness, peace, and joy. Um, you can determine how much of the kingdom that you have by those three elements. His justice, His righteousness. He is our righteousness. His peace prevailing in our life and joy that manifests because we know that we are His and we know that we belong to Him. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. My Father will love him. My Father will love him. I want to, I just want to say to you, he loves you more than you can imagine. There is nothing that you can do that will make him not love you. He doesn't just love, God is love. I want to say that again. God is love. And one aspect about his love is that with his sons and daughters, he can correct us. We can have an attitude adjustment. Let me remember that phrase with your parents. You need an attitude adjustment. Interesting, the word repent means specifically to change the way that you think. Anybody want to be God's home? Anybody want your home to have the lights on? Come on. Come on. Anybody want like a Thomas Kincaid looking home with color and beauty and light and peace and a yard that wins the yard of the month every month. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Would you just begin to play, dear Christine? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you. right where you are.
you're hungry, you're longing to say, Lord, would you indwell more of me? Would you, would you flood those places that need your love? Would you flood your love into me? I just, I hear trauma. I hear this so clear right now that God wants to release some here this morning from trauma, perfect love, cast out all fear. Some of you have seen and done some things that they mess with your head and your heart. And God just wants to come now. He just wants to come with his love right now and just wash it away. He wants to cleanse the memory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father God. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. I heard heart murmurs earlier. God wants to heal heart murmuring. That's you. Would you stretch up your hand? You have problems with an irregular heartbeat. Would you raise your hand where I can see it? Thank you, Lord. God wants to heal that this morning. Thank you, God. No wonder I heard it because I was sitting right in front of you. Thank you, Father. We just thank. Would you guys just touch her right now? Thank you, Father. Just for your healing grace and fire healing grace and fire right now thank you Lord that you fix her heart her heart is fixed hallelujah thank you God thank you God thank you God I just uh, you're one of those that had the trauma that has been messing with you like everyone to if you would, just close your eyes just for a moment so this could be a, a private moment because of the sensitivity. But if, uh, if you're struggling with trauma, could you just quickly raise your hand? Yeah, yeah, see it, see it, see it, see it. Lord, just come right now with bathing love more more father pour it in and pour it on the love of God the love of the father just come if he sees the sparrow feeds them. How much more does he care for us? You are cared for more than you can imagine. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I hear this scripture now, walk in the newness of life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. 
just before pastor comes, can we, can we just stretch our hands towards the Father again? Thank you, Father. Do you like to stand? Thank you, God. Lord, we just stretch our hands to you to receive from you every good and perfect gift that comes down from you. We thank you for hope. We thank you for faith. We thank you for joy. We thank you, Lord, for your kingdom. We thank you, Lord, for more. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for open heavens right now over lives. We thank you even right now just for understandings of the times to be released, Father. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I just I see now season shifting for East Side. I see, I see the direction. I see the wind changing. I see, I hear the scripture, he brings out of his treasures the wind. And I see a wind, a fresh wind that's being released. Hallelujah. Releasing forward movement. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I see sails that have been just not being filled. I see those sails that have just laid limp. I see all of a sudden gusts coming and sails filling and movement coming. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We worship you. We worship you. This couple over here to my right, the white shirt, blonde hair. Thank you, Father. I thank you for the hunger and thirst that is happening, Lord, right now for more. Brother, we just say there is more. It's like standing under the waterfall right now. Yeah. God is releasing and removing sorrow out of you right now. I pray right now, joy unspeakable, full of glory, full of glory. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. We worship you. Yeah. This weekend we went to um, we went to uh, take a bunch of youth. West Stanley Christian Ministries up to a camp, and uh, they kind of did an introduction sermon, and it goes right along with what you were saying, Jeff, and that is this, if you were to poll Christians, they would believe in their heart that, that what Jesus, why Jesus came was to do away with our sin problem so that we could go to heaven, and that's not why Jesus came. Jesus came so that we could be in relationship again with the Father. He came so that God could make his home with us again. So that we could be in fellowship with God. 
And maybe you just have had your ticket punched and you've gone through life just thinking, you know, I've got my ticket punched, I'm going to heaven, I'm good. But you really haven't considered the idea of living life with God. And you're living life in relationship with the God who communicates with you, who can instill his value system and make it yours. And then you can do greater works than Jesus did because he lives in you. If you want to break through that, if you want to just move through that, our prayer team is going to be up front. They want to pray with you. They want to minister to you. If you need prayer or something that Jeff has said that just really struck on me, say, I want to do business with that thing, this thing right here. Please come and get prayed for. I'm going to bless you. Father, we recognize the fact that when you prayed for unity, you prayed it so that we would understand everything that you have for us. And that is, no matter how big we think, no matter, no, no matter what we perceive, no matter the revelation we have, you, Lord, have a will for our life that is exceedingly, abundantly, above all we can imagine or think. Father, pour that out, I pray, on each one, in Jesus' name. And everybody say it.